At the same time, the administration made actually applying for receiving a T visa even harder. Fee waivers on supplemental documents that used to be approved are now routinely denied, and applications are now ejected. More strictly, multiple anti-trafficking experts and victims' lawyers say, for example, the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services, USCIS, now frequently requests further evidence that a person was indeed trafficked or that their trafficking history is the reason they are still in the U.S. Producing that kind of documentation can clearly can be nearly impossible for real human trafficking victims. Human trafficking experts say Emma, for instance, has no written contract spelling out the intentions of the man at the Guangdong office or with the men who put her in a box in Mexico. When she arrived in Kentucky, she was paid in cash. The orders she received from her boss were verbal. Daniel Hitledge, a USCIS spokesperson, denied that requirements, eligibility criteria, or the education process for the T visa program had changed. USCIS remains committed to protecting the integrity of our immigration laws and ensuring that they are faithfully executed. He said in a statement, adding that those denied T visas may appeal adverse decisions. Advocates say the proof is in the numbers. The processing time for T visas has also grown from the average 7.9 months in 2016 to a current estimate of up to 2.4 years. The U.S. now has the largest backlog of pending T visa applications and the largest number of denials in the program's history, as well as the lowest number of approvals in a decade, according to the USCIS data. Martina Vanderberg, founder and president of the Human Trafficking Legal Center, says the process of applying for a T visa was never seamless, but the past few years have been an anomaly. Before we had six to 12 months to wait, but it was a waiting period that was tinged with hope. She says, now it's a waiting period tinged with fear. Her organization informs trafficking victims that if they apply for but are denied a T visa, they could be deported and then let them decide how to proceed, she says. Since the Trump administration's 2018 policy change, her clients have chosen not to take the risk. She has not applied for a single new T visa in nearly two years. Without this protection, victims are better off simply disappearing into the country without a path to legal status, employment, or benefits. Why risk collaborating with law enforcement? Those who work to counter human trafficking say the Trump administration has made their work more difficult in other ways, too. In 2018, the Justice Department released its applications for a grant provided by for grants provided by the Office for Victims of Crime, OVC, but included new restrictions on how organizations could use that funding. Legal aid and victim service organizations that had previously used the OVC grants to help clear victims' criminal records, for example, could still apply, but would not be allowed to use funds for that purpose. Advocates say that the prohibition was counterproductive it had the effect of making victims even more dependent on those exploiting them. Traffickers often force victims to commit crimes and then use those criminal records as leverage. People with criminal records are much less likely to report crimes or cooperate with the police. If they And if they escape their situation, they're less likely to be able to find work, housing, or otherwise be able to live independently. This year, the OVC grants did not include the restriction on vacating criminal records, but the 
change was never explained, and advocates say other irregularities with the grant-making process continue. The Trump administration's immigration policies have made foreign trafficking victims live more dangerous, lives more dangerous. Those policies have made it more difficult to escape, and those policies have made it more difficult to obtain relief, Vandenberg says. The trafficking victims are living in terror. Emma landed in the middle of the this policy shift in her case, the Bowling Green police working with the investigators from the Kentucky's attorney general's office discovered her after the raid on the massage parlor. They contacted Kathy Chen, a contractor at Hyrick Research who served as an interpreter. Emma was terrified but determined to stop to stop the people who had trafficked her. So she agreed to help the police. What they always want to look for is who trafficked you, who is behind this, says Chen of the investigation into Emma's case. The Kentucky Attorney General's office declined to comment on the ongoing investigation, but said that whenever it helps local local law enforcement with sex or labor trafficking cases, its staff undertake investigations from a victim-centered approach to ensure crimes victims do not crime victims do not experience additional trauma. Emma later learned that law enforcement could help her apply for what's known as continued presence, a status designed to help victims stay in the U.S. if they might serve as a witness in an investigation. She also applied for the TV specifically for trafficking victims in December. Emma's request for continued presence was denied without explanation. Her TV's application is still pending. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is insane. This is insane. All right. I'm sorry, but if you think Biden was a devil, Trump back in office could be just as work, just as bad. Attorney General William Barr, an advisor and daughter of the president, Ivanka Trump, led an event to highlight the Department of Justice grants to combat human trafficking in Washington, D.C. on August 4th, 2020. All right. Trump's corrosive rhetoric. Since entering the White House, one of President Trump's primary agenda items has been cracking down on people entering the U.S., both, e both legally and illegally. As part of that effort, his administration has ended temporary protected status for hundreds of thousands of immigrants from countries with dangerous conditions, slashed the cap on refugees to a historic low, and forced asylum seekers to wait in Mexico. But his influence <clears throat> has also been more subtle. He has distorted the national conversation about immigration by repeatedly characterizing immigrants as gang members, criminals, and drunk drivers, while simultaneously promoting, promote, um, promoting dramatic narratives about child sex tra trafficking, which play directly to Trump's political base. Child exploitation has long been a particular concern among evangelical Christians who have remained firmly in Trump's camp throughout his time in office. More recently, the issue has served as a key force behind the rise of QAnon, the baseless conspiracy theory that claims Trump is fighting the deep state cabal of elites who are running the world worldwide child sex trafficking ring. Trump has pointed <clears throat> has pointedly refused to condemn QAnon, and at ABC's town hall, all right, <clears throat> one second, okay. <clears throat> Okay, exploitation. All right. Sorry about that right here. Okay, but his influence has also been more subtle. 
He has distorted the national conversation about immigration by repeatedly characterizing immigrants as gang members, criminals, and drunk drivers, while simultaneously promoting dramatic narratives about child sex trafficking, which play directly to Trump's political base. Child exploitation has long been a particular concern among evangelical Christians who have remained firmly in Trump's camp throughout his time in office. More recently, the issue has served as a key force behind the rise of QAnon, the basis conspiracy theory that claims Trump is fighting a deep state cabal of elites who are running a worldwide child sex trafficking ring. Trump has pointedly refused to condemn QAnon and at NBC's town hall this month, lent credence to the group's delusions saying they are very strong against pedophilia. Child sex trafficking is a real issue, but advocates say that the administration's rhetoric backed with conspiracy drenched claims makes the actual work of preventing trafficking of children and adults even harder. Earlier this year, for example, QAnon believers enthralled by a fictionalized threat overwhelmed Polaris National Trafficking Hotline with calls about the false story that online furniture retailer Wayfair was trafficking children. <clears throat> the overwhelming volume of calls made it nearly impossible for Polaris to address and aid real victims in dangerous situations. In July, Polaris leadership grew so frustrated that it put out a statement encouraging people to learn more about what human trafficking really looks like in most situations. Trump's QAnon-fueled narrative, experts explain, has the effect of warping how people understand human trafficking, making it harder for people to identify and prevent. His emphasis on child trafficking occurs at the neglect of human trafficking at large and human trafficking as designed as a more complicated sociological phenomenon says Kim, the professor of Loyola Law School. The narrow fictional QAnon narrative also av advances Trump's incorrect suggestion that the victims of immigration crimes are Americans and implicitly white, Kim says. Trump often conflates the undocumented immigrants with traffickers and smugglers and fans his supporters' fears that their loved ones will be killed, raped, or snatched away by a shadowy foreigner. That cartoonish narrative papers over a much more complex problem. There is no comprehensive re national, res national source of data on human trafficking victims, but experts say the majority of victims are recruited by people they know and typical come from already vulnerable populations. People of color are disproportionately impacted by labor and sex trafficking, according to Polaris. My concern, says Kim, is that the stronger of the stronger the influence of QAnon becomes, the stronger influence of white supremacy becomes. <sighs> Stephen Miller won't let it be solved. People within the Trump administration have raised similar concerns. Back in June 2018, when Elizabeth Newman was the Assistant Secretary for Threat Prevention and Security Policy at the Department of Homeland Security, then Secretary Christian Nielsen taxed her with developing a new strategy on fighting human trafficking. When Newman met with anti-trafficking groups and learned about the topic, she said it quickly became apparent to her just how much the administration's immigration posture was hampering the fight against trafficking. In particular, she says the administration's goal of limiting overall immigration and immigration and custom enforcement's ICE, intense focus on eliminating fraud, were creating a chilling effect on non-citizen human trafficking victims. Newman says she tried to raise the issue with policy officials at ICE, but the discussions didn't go anywhere. She also tried to get recommendations into DHS strategy report on the topic. But when discussions became too heated, she settled for putting higher level language about victim-centered approaches in the strategy document. She figured she and other officials 
would fight all of this out during the strategy's implementation, but that never happened. Plagued with chronic under understaffing and constant turnover, DHS failed to publish Newman's strategy report until January 2020. Four months later, she quit, unable to reconcile her own beliefs with Trump's actions and rhetoric, which she says was emboldening white supremacists. She has since appeared in a video produced by Republican voters against Trump, saying she is voting for Joe Biden this year because the country cannot afford four more years of Trump. A DHS spokesperson said the idea that Trump administration has made it more difficult to prevent human trafficking is ludicrous and pointed to its new center on trafficking. But the spokesperson did not answer specific questions about the strategy report or concerns raised by Newman and anti-trafficking advocates. The Trump administration has made the historic fight to end human trafficking at a top priority, the spokesperson said. The State Department's annual trafficking in persons report from recent years, which evaluated the human trafficking landscape and efforts to combat the crime in countries around the world corroborate some of Newman's concerns. Emma says she hopes that law enforcement officials will catch the people who traffic her so they do not continue to lie to the innocent people. Okay, human trafficking prosecutions and charges fell in 2018 and 2019, and T visa approvals have fallen all three years so far under Trump according to the reports. Someone tells me that, you know, like I said, I mean, these presidents, they work with the deep state. And someone tells me he's helping these traffickers. According to the most recent trafficking in persons reports, the reports are also full notes, full of notes about areas that av advocates see as needing improvement from immigration deterrence to victims being arrested for committing sex acts or other crimes their traffickers compelled them to do. In July, Mark Taylor, a former State Department official who coordinated the reports from 2003 to 2013, wrote an op-ed in the Bangkok Post condemning the Trump administration's actions and arguing that by continuing to rank itself as tier one nation, the highest, na highest designation for counter-trafficking, the U.S. was undermining its own credibility. The State Department declined to comment for this article. Newman says that she and many of her colleagues understood the dilemma they were in. The work of countering human trafficking was being subject, subjugated to a broader agenda perpetrated by President Trump and Stephen Miller, a long-serving top advisor who has pushed the administration's most extremist immigration policies. We would go to the meetings with the Department of Justice and State and sometimes the White House, and everybody would be looking at this problem going like, we got to get this these T visa numbers up. Newman says, you're kind of looking around the room going, hey, everybody understands that this is the administration, that in this administration, this problem will never be solved because Stephen Miller won't let it be solved. All right. What's going to happen to me? Emma, who just who is just learning how to navigate her adopted country, isn't privy to the most of the details of these these ivory tower policy discussions. But the implications of Trump's policies in her daily life are crystal clear. Because of delays seemingly designed to deter new TV's applications and to reduce the total number offered each year, she finds herself in a prolonged legal purgatory. Under a discussion, until a discussion is issued on her case, she has no legal status, no access to benefits like Medicaid, and no work authorization. She also has been given no indication of when the government will give her an answer. If she is eventually granted a T visa, she could be allowed to stay in the U.S. for up to four years. 
and could be eligible to apply for permanent status. If the application is denied, she could begin deportation proceedings. The indecision puts her in an impossible position. After the raid last summer in Kentucky, Emma found a job as a live-in housekeeper in Maryland with a family that did not ask about her legal status. But when COVID-19 hit in March, Emma panicked, Emma panicked. What if I contract the disease? What is going to happen to me? What about healthcare, she thought. What if I die alone? She had a conversation with the man she'd been dating and the two of them decided she'd move in with him so they could be together and she would not have to keep working and expose herself to COVID-19. She's much, she's much happier now, she says. After years of harassment and trauma, Emma would like to stay in the U.S. permanently. She dreams of maybe opening her own beauty store one day if she can get legal status. But in the meantime, she is hoping that her own personal nightmare will help law, enfor law enforcement officials. She wants them to find and punish the network that exploited her so that they do not continue to lie to the innocent people, she says. They shouldn't let innocent people be cheated and forced to do things that they don't want to do. Okay. It's wild, man. It's wild what's going on with uh, President Trump. Okay. It's insane what I'm finding out about him. It really is. I mean, this, this man is really a monster. He truly is a monster. Okay. Let's read up more, read on about a little bit more about this, uh, this insane human being. Pharmacist quits CVS job over refusal to kill people with the COVID shots and becomes a whistleblower. CVS was advertising for the longest time for PRN casual pharmacists. They were advertising paying $6,500 a week to pharmacists who would come on board and go to old folks' homes and kill them, or I mean give them the vaccine. $6,500 a week. So that's $6,500 a week per pharmacist, per neighborhood area, per community, per city, per region, per county, per state, for the whole United States. So for a casual label, do you think that's coming out of their own pocket? They're not going to do it unless they are getting a lot of money from the government to make sure that they fulfill their contractual duty with the government in getting this distributed and into people. This is mainly a result of President Trump's Operation Warp Speed from last year that gave a blank check to Big Pharma to distribute these injections that many doctors and scientists are now, scientists and doctors are now calling bioweapons. He gave them trillions to spend, and to this day, he is very proud of this fact and mentioned it in every chance he gets. This is where the states are getting their billion, their millions of dollars to entice people to get the shots with lotteries, free beer, free marijuana, and many other incentives, along with a billion-dollar advertising campaign designed to use propaganda to fool the public into believing that these shots are safe and necessary to return to normal. The sad thing is, is like people still think this is uh, this is good. Okay, they they think that this is like this is right, and and what's even sadder is they're gonna fall for it again when Bill Gates rolls out, you know, the new vaccine that's coming out. Proceedings <clears throat> have begun to impeach Joe Biden, but 
will Donald Trump be a better president? Okay. Recently, Trump has been bragging about how he was able to clear the way for the vaccine to be developed in only eight months that has killed more people than the virus. Mm. Okay. Trump's indefensible promotion of suicide shots. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, boy, this man is unreal. <laughs> And people still supporting Trump. Hey, and they say, like, you know, he's better. He's good. This guy promoted the vaccine. You didn't have to take it. It doesn't matter, okay? If someone's giving you poison, right? And they say, you're going to take it or you're going to lose your job, all right? Compared to a person who says, you could take it, you can take the vaccine, or you don't take the vaccine. It's your choice. He's still offering to poison you. It's just, the only difference between... Trump and Biden is Trump offers you a choice. That's it. That is it. Other than that, he's still a monster, just like Biden, just like Obama, just like Bush. Oh, boy. But people are not going to listen. I know many people are weaving long threads and posting, telling you Trump is playing 4D chess. Consider the points above when you read them and maybe even call them out by sharing this. What would make the MAGA movement turn on Trump, even booing him numerous times at his own widely popular events? I used to be Trump's most ardent supporter. I helped launch what we call today the Great Awakening, a worldwide political movement by constantly rebutting fake news and defending Trump against the vicious and unfolding lies, unfounded lies of the deep state. But lately, I've been having my doubts since he began to promote the vaccine. And my final straw was when he promoted the boost to poison. <laughs> and I'm not alone. Sadly, you're going to have people that are still, like I said, they still defend Trump. Still do it. Arguments for Trump rebutted. He's using misdirection because they made fun of him. They make fun of him anyway. They call him literally Hitler for years. What's the worst they can do? He's using misdirection because they banned HCQ last time. He resisted the vax. They banned ivermectin anyway, despite him not, have been, not, not having been promoting it. Nonsensical defense of Trump is another one. He's using misdirection because he's playing 4D chess. And killing babies with his terrible booster promotion. Babies, I report on almost every single video, dying from bleeding from the mouth after being born. Or dying from seizures and heart attacks after drinking mommy's milk. Do you have children? What 4D chess gains is worth it? What did we gain from this? What is it worth the price paid in dead babies? They would have shut down the economy for years if they had not gone along with it. They shut down the economy everywhere. <laughs> that they could anyways. So we didn't avoid it. This argument makes no sense. I wish they would. They had shut down the economy for 10 years instead of poisoning half the world. By year two, everyone would have rebelled as no one was dying and they would have been fed up. Instead, everyone is dying from variants caused by the vaccines and they have perfect excuse, better broke than dead. More people would have died. How would more people have died with Trump saying refuse the poison as opposed to Trump saying take the poison? This could only be true if most of the world was vehemently anti-Trump. Most love him. 
if Trump was actively against the vaccines, the media would have been eviscerating him and he would be blamed for us still being in the COVID situation because he had been pro-vaccine. The media can't blame him for anything. His stance keeps us focused on the inadequacies of an, an illegitimacy of the Biden administration where it needs to be. Then why is he promoting the boosters? That's when he, it clicked for me. Trump isn't killing anyone. Is he physically injecting people? Go away. Is Fauci physically injecting people or CDC's Walensky? No. Their job is to sell you the poison, yet no one trusts them. People trust Trump, and he's selling it. I know many people are weaving long threads and posts telling you Trump is playing 4D trust. Consider the points above when you read them and maybe even call them out by sharing this. Oh, boy. Whether you still support Trump or not, he lost me pushing the vaccines and the new and now boosters, which are mass killing millions of people, including babies. I think we need to push back against Trump when he's wrong, at the very least. And if that man's and if that means calling him out for his promotion of poison, then maybe he'll think twice about promoting it to keep the fake news from calling him bad names. Who cares what the fake news thinks? What do lions care for the opinions of sheep? Is he a leader or a pansy? We already know Trump has a thick skin. <laughs> no, he does not. He does not have a thick skin. He should care what we think, not what they think. What the people are the ones who put him into power in the first place. The people didn't put him in power. He was selected. A lot of people get it twisted. Presidents are selected. They're not elected. They're not. We're the ones being tortured in DC jails for a full year for walking while conservative. We're the ones whose lives are being destroyed, whose economy is falling into pieces, whose jobs and livelihoods are being threatened, whose currency is being hypoinflated into mass poverty and privation. We're the ones whose babies are dying when they nurse on their mothers, who are born only to die bleeding from the mouth in their mother's arms because she was pressured into taking the vaccine in order to live a normal life. We are the ones who are suffering. Where is he on these on these issues? Any of them? Take heart. We the we the people's great awakening is not over. Trump or no Trump. <sighs> Look, man, people need to wake up. But it, 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 people are not going to wake up. They're not. It's very sad what's happening, and only a few people, a few people see the truth of what's going on. A few people see that Trump is just like Biden. He's part of the deep state. He's part of the cabal, all right? And very few people are willing to question that. Very few people are willing to um, understand that you've been had. And a lot of people just flock to him because... You know, they like you know a lot of these people who really are diehard Trump fans. They're racist. <clears throat> okay, a lot of people who are on the Trump bandwagon, they're getting money supporting Trump. That's what it is. They're getting money supporting Trump, and they're not going to stop that train, even if there's facts showing that he is just a month. He is just as much of a monster as Biden, as Obama, as Bush, Bush Sr., Prescott Bush, okay? He is just 
as much of a monster as the rest. And people want to say, oh, you conspiracy theorists. Nah, man, just speaking the truth. Just speaking the truth, man. Even uh, JFK, JFK talked about it. And he tried to put some regulations on the Federal Reserve. What happened to him? He became a memory. Medical kidnap, identifying the Luciferian globalist implementing the new world order. Okay. <clears throat> the image collage that is featured featured image at the beginning of this article, you can see a photo that was released by the White House of the U.S. President Donald Trump together with Israel Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. In this official photo released by the White House, both men are obviously posing for the photo, so any expression or body language is clearly intentional, as this is posed photo. Donald Trump is clearly making the messianic symbol of the inverted pyramid with his hands, a symbol that is cl very clearly understood by fellow satanic masons. We have no reason to believe that this was not intentional. It was meant to communicate something to those who understand. The Star of David, a hexagram, is part of the modern Israeli flag, displays the messianic Images of pyramids and also represents the number 666. Now, a lot of people don't don't know that the Star of David is not a religious symbol with it's in the Bible. It's a pagan symbol. It's used in witchcraft. The Star of David, a hexagram, is part of the modern Israeli flag and displays a satanic Masonic image. Pyramids, it also represents the number 666. The Masonic satanic images are found everywhere throughout the Washington, D.C. and most national Buildings and monuments. The Washington Monument is a satanic obelisk and it's the tallest obelisk in the world. The construction of the building began in 1848 and was completed in 1884. Freemasons laid the cornerstone on July 4th, 1848, using George Washington's Masonic apron, gavel, and other Masonic regalia. Hey, it's the true facts, man. Most of these presidents were Freemasons. It represents the male sex organ a penis. The founding of the United States and its el and its leaders throughout history have been controlled by Freemasons, Jesuits, and uh, yeah, satanic small hats. And while these three terms may have some slight differences, they all overlap and worship the same God, Satan. I will continue using the term satanic, you know what, for the remainder of this article. I have dealt with the rise of Donald Trump to the office of the U.S. presidency in previous articles. I wrote this back in July of 2020. <clears throat> Excuse me. Trump was selected by the globalists to fulfill the plan, and those globalists are satanic. You know what? Some of the most powerful families in the world, such as the Rothschilds and Rockefellers, are satanic. You know what? Although I'm sure there are many members of these families' dynasties that want no part in their goal to set up a new world order. Some people believe that Donald Trump has done more to promote the modern-day state of Israel and their Zionist plans than any other U.S. president before him. He moved the U.S. embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, for example, which greatly pleased the Zionists, you know what, even more so the Zionist evangelical Christians. The thing is, is like, you know, some of these evangelical Christians are also Freemasons, and they are really not for the teachings of Christ. If they were, they would be against Trump. They wouldn't be for Trump. They wouldn't be in politics, period. Okay. 
but that's how it is. A lot of them, they want power. Okay. The picture in the featured image collides at the beginning of the of the uh, this article that says Trump makes Israel great was funded by evangelical Christians and put in Israel. Right before the Trump left office in January this year, he pardoned some of the most famous Jewish criminals that were in prison. Trump pardoned Israeli colonial Avil Sila, the convicted handler of U.S.-born Jewish American intelligence analyst and trader Jonathan Pollard, who stole U.S. military secrets and sold them to Israel. Jonathan Pollard was convicted for espionage in 1987, but President Obama pardoned him in 2015, and Pollard was placed on parole. President Trump released him from parole just before the end of 2020 so he could return to, the, to Israel. And then as he was leaving office, he pardoned his handler, Avim Selah. Okay, I'll leave the link um, in the description box so you can look it up for yourself. Donald Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner, who is married to his daughter, Ivanka, is a Jew and was reportedly the main influence in getting President Trump to move the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem. Jared Kushner's father, Charles Kushner, was serving as serving a prison term when Trump ascended to office of President of the United States. The Jewish Standard reports Charles Kushner, who grew up in Elizabeth and bought his bought up his family in he brought up his family in Livingston, and whose son Jared is married to Ivanka Trump, went to jail in 2005 for fraud, tax evasion, and witness tampering. His crimes generated national headlines long before his Trump connection because it included paying a prostitute to seduce his brother-in-law. Charles Krishna served 14 months at a minimum security prison camp in Alabama and 10 months at a halfway house in New Jersey. Jared Krishna, his father-in-law, closest advisor, never forgave the prosecutor in the case. Chris Christie, the Republican who would go on to become New Jersey governor and one of Mr. Trump's most loyal campaigners in 2016, Jared Christian nicks any role for Christie in the Trump administration. Just before he left office, President Trump pardoned Charles Krishner as well. Jared Krishner is a member of the satanic Jewish cult called Chababad Labavitch. Michael Berg is a former member of this cult, and he wrote about his experiences in that cult a few years ago. HenryMackle.com, if you want to check that out. Inside, is Trump's family cult behind coming Armageddon? Hmm. I was born in Israel in 1985. My parents are European Jews. My parents' ancestors had a history in Germany since the Middle Ages. Physically, my family and I don't look like typical Jews. I look like an ethnic German, white skin, blue eyes, blonde hair. Physically, I look like any normal white person of Northern European Aryan origin would look like. Why is it important? It is important since Jewish racism against Gentiles isn't so much about biological racism, hatred of Gentiles because they are physically different from Jews. There are Jews in all shapes and colors. Jewish racism is about spiritual racism, a belief that Jews have a higher soul than non-Jews and that non-Jews have satanic souls. In this article, I want to tell you about my experience and my understanding of the Jewish religion in general and a racist cult, Chabad in particular. If you have the time, you could check out um, you could check out the Talmud and how, you know, in the Talmud is basically Jewish supremacy. 
and how they believe that Gentiles are animals and dogs. And, you know, when the Messiah comes back, according to their interpretation, that Gentiles will be their slaves. They call, you know, Gentiles goyim. Um, you know, it's pretty a uh, sick book. You know, they have this thing. They have this sick fetish for pedophilia. Um, there's a term in the Talmud called designated bondmaids. Um, a whole bunch of sick crap in there. But you'll see where their racism comes from. It all began at the age of 20. At the time, I was a religious Jew, but I wasn't quite part of Shabbat. Then in 2005, while visiting NYC, I met a Shabbat emissary who had introduced me to the movement. He asked me if I could visit 770 in Brooklyn, New York. I did. I took part of their rituals and meeting. And over the next four years, I became a fanatic follower of Shabbat. We used to have meetings in which we had discussed the coming of the Jewish Messiah and the future world as an envisioned by Shabbat and the Jewish religion, a world where the Jews are the supreme masters of the earth, where every individual Jew has as many as 2,800 Gentile slaves. What did I tell you? A world where the only purpose for non-Jews is to serve Jews. On the other hand, the Jews are considered on the seat of God. This is how the arrogance and the disgusting pride of people who are into these cults, especially the Kabbalah. Well, those are of the uh, Talmud, of the Talmud. <clears throat> now, let it be known that, you know, not all Jews are like this. You have many different Jews. You have um, atheist Jews. You have Jews of different walks of life who aren't into this type of sick crap. <clears throat> what and who is Shabbat? I'll describe Shabbat the way I see it, given my past. Shabbat is a racist organization, a Jewish supremacist missionary cult whose main goal is Jewish total superiority over the goyim and their enslavement. Its central commandment is fulfilling the commandment, breaking, th breaking through, making the world safe for Zionist world domination. Wow. Wow. This is, this is Trump and his father. Nazi, Trump and Nazi Nazis and Shabbat. Same cross hands. Editor's note, I researched this photo and only the young Donald Trump left and his father right appear in the original photo where their hands cross like this. The skull and bones image and the Nazi soldier's image were added in it, were added in. Hmm. This is something right here. Do, 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 do. I'm going to save this. All right. All right. Save this right here. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Continuing on. Chabad train their young to be emissaries when they grow up. Being emissary in Shabbat terms means spreading the racist ideology to Jews all over the world, especially those who are not practicing Judaism. They give an ideological and moral support for the Zionist global agenda. They see the enslavement of the Goyim through the international Jewish banks and international politics as serving their messianic prophecies, a future world where the Jewish NWO controls all nations of the world. Under their leader, Rabbi Makishimim, Mendel Shikshinen, 1904 to 1994, the movement established a network of nearly 4,000 institutions that provide religious, social, and ideological support to Jews over 
and cities, streets, including all U.S. states. The NWO agenda. Chabad is nothing more than a manifestation of the Jewish racism that fuels the NWO agenda. Israel's founder and former prime minister, David Ben-Gurion, envisioned the Jews as being at the center of the one world government, Illuminati satanic NWO dream. The Jerusalem Supreme Court with the Illuminati pyramid and the mark of all seeing eye was built in support of this agenda as envisioned by Ben Gurum. In Jerusalem, the United Nations, a truly united nations, will build a shrine of the prophets to serve the, the, serve the federated union of all continents. This will be the seat of the Supreme Court of mankind to settle all controversies among the federal con continents as prophesied by Isaiah. Guess who funded and built the Supreme Court? The controllers of the world banks, i.e. the Rothschilds, of course. The Jewish racist and supremacist agenda is blatantly in your face. It's simply a matter of two plus two equals four. Kabbalah and Satanism are means to weaken their host nations so they can have more easily, easily control these nations by degrading them. Why I left Chabad and Judaism behind me. I left Chabad since I had experience had an experience which made me feel at the core of my being that this hatred of Chabad and Judaism or Islam and ISIS for that matter is not coming from God, but from a man's ego and fears. I left Chabad due, due to a spiritual awakening. Jared Krishna has become part of this cult during his college days at Harvard University. When the US moved their embassy to Jerusalem under the Trump presidency, President Trump said at the time that evangelical Christians were more excited about the move than even most Jews. Indeed, misguided and deceived evangelical Christians with their heavily funded Christian right political groups are one of the largest supporters of Zionism and the satanic Jews. Most of them do not know that satanic Jews exist, classifying anyone who calls themselves a Jew as all the same people, God's chosen people. Yeah, a lot of Christians are kind of slow. I'm just going to admit it. A lot of them are just kind of slow. Very few are hip to the game. They're hip to the deception. Very few Christians are. You know, um, a lot of them, they don't call out the nonsense that Israel is doing, especially with their pedophile problem in Israel and what's going on with the rainbow explosion in Tel Aviv. They, You know, a lot of them don't have any guts. Let's just put it that way. They don't have any guts. <clears throat> they have no backbone to actually call out what's wrong when it's pertaining to uh, the Jews. Let's just call a spade a spade. But not all evangelicals have drunk the Kool-Aid, thankfully. Ted Pike of the National Prayer Network is someone who has tried to expose the satanic Jews for many years. In 1984, he wrote the book, Israel, Our Duty, Our Dilemma. He and his wife, now deceased, are also also produce a film that is still available on YouTube, Zionism Christianity, the Unholy Alliance. Okay. Now our featured image above at the beginning of this article, the top right shows President Trump proudly displaying an executive order that <clears throat> he signed regarding the Jews. Trump supports Jewish claim Christianity is anti-Semitic. Yeah, man. They're on that agenda by Ted Pike. All right. 
I'll just leave the link. You guys can read. Nah, I'm, I'll, I'll go into this. I'll go into this. Dear lovers of freedom, could social destabilization caused by the coronavirus result in the persecution of Christians? History has shown in the French and Russian revolutions that out of civil chaos, the most anti-Christian philosophies and demagogues can emerge. Inevitably, since Christianity is incompatible with such movements, Christians are first marginalized as undesirables, then persecuted. This is already happening on December 11th, 2019. President Trump issued an executive order containing the allegation that Christianity and by definition, the New Testament are anti-Semitic. This is an incredible charge is buried in his decree and as example number nine of the Jewish International Holocaust Remembrance Alliances. Excuse me, 11 contemporary examples of anti-Semitism. Trump's order includes the IHR See examples upholding them, not as law, but as presidentially approved recommendations to the government. All right. Federal criteria of what anti-Semitism, what is anti-Semitism? His order commands that all agencies of the executive branch of the U.S. government, including the FBI and U.S. Department, U.S. Justice Department, be encouraged to consider that the frequent New Testament charge that the Jews killed Jesus be considered anti-Semitic. Here's the verbatim text from example nine. It says anti-Semitism includes using symbols and images associated with the classic anti-Semitism example, claims of Jews killing Jesus or blood libel to characterize Israel or Israelis. Clearly, IHRC, Trump, are defining classic anti-Semitism as New Testament claims of Jews killing Jesus. Yet in order to suggest guilt by association, IHRC places the New Testament claim cheek by Joel next to the truly anti-Semitic blood charge. The medieval accusation that Orthodox Jews mix Gentile blood with the flour of their Passover unleavened bread. H IHRC does this so that their mind co instantly conflicts, conflates the New Testament with the most vulgar anti-Semitic accusation. More could be said about this definition's attempt to distract and confuse the reader, drawing his attention away from the fact that the IHRA is clearly tarring Christianity as an ancient and inventorate religion of hatred and persecution of the Jewish nation and people. Why did Trump include this outrageous definition in his executive order? A senior White House official stated that Trump's Jewish son-in-law, senior Jared Kushner, provided the initiative behind the president's decree. Kushner is a member of the fastest growing and most powerful and ambitious sect of Judaism today, the Lebetzers, Chabad. They are followers of the mystical, revolutionary, virtually anti-Christian Zohar or Kabbalah. The Lebetzers, originally called Zoharists, very largely believe that the authority of the Zohar is greatly that the Talmud and certainly of the Old Testament. Have you ever heard about any of this form of national evangelical leaders or Christian conservative watchdog groups who should be warning the church of Trump Krishna's threat to freedom and free speech? Of course not. They are providing, they are proving to be what the scripture describes that as all dumb dogs that cannot bark. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 56, verse 10. Such alleged watchmen on the wall seem more dedicated to the proposition that it is better to lose freedom and free speech than risk God's curse for criticizing a Jew. Like I said, Christians today, most of them are slow as hell. Most of them, I mean, you saw how they were worshiping uh, George Bush back in the day. 
I mean, look how they worship Trump, the white and evangelicals, that is. Okay. Look how they worship Trump. Okay. Where was I? Okay. All right. Then to risk God's curse for criticizing a Jew who in who is intent on for, forging the legal chains, which right now are taking away not only free speech, but something very precious for evangelical Christians, the dignity and truth that far from the far from being potential anti-Semitic hate 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 criminals, they embrace the Apostle Paul's assertion, brethren, my heart's desire and my prayer to God for them, the Jews, is for their salvation. Romans chapter 10, verse 1. Some think that Pike's warning warnings are unwarranted, especially since they are just an executive order, not legislation, and could easily be overturned. I don't know, man. Our government's pretty much uh pretty much going down the hill. You know, they're trying to normalize pedophilia, a whole bunch of other sick crap. However, of perhaps greater concern is something that actually is written into legislation, something that Altaian Childs briefly touched upon in his presentation about Freemasonry, and that is the topic of the Jewish Noahide laws. Okay, and here we go with press, uh, George Bush Sr. This is part of the U.S. law and former Congressman Bill Danimir, who was in office when these laws were enacted, has sounded the alarm over just what these laws mean. Now the government can legally kill Christians. Your U.S. government can now legally kill Christians for the crime of worshiping Jesus Christ. A diabolic deception has been perpetrated on the American people by their own leaders, senators, and congressmen who have sold their soul to the devil. Yes, people, I'm reading this. It's getting real out here, all right? I'm sorry. I mean, the U.S. government, you know, they got, you know, guillotines here now. We got FEMA camps and we got FEMA plastic coffins. I'm sorry, people, but it's getting real out here, all right? It's getting real. Scoff, stick your head in the sand all you want, but this is what is happening now, okay? You may think I'm a raving lunatic, but I actually care about you, and this is why I'm doing what I'm doing right now. This is why I'm making these segments about Trump, okay? Because anybody with a brain can see that this man is not who he seems to be. He is not for the American people. On March 5th, 1991, in the House of Representatives and March 7th, 1991, in the U.S. Senate, without any knowledge of or in print input by the people of the United States, U.S. Senators and congressmen passed a law that is so outrageous and frankly unconstitutional that it forces the American people to be bound by a set of monstrous rules called the Noahide Laws. Rules that make the belief of in Jesus Christ a crime punishable by decapitation by the guillotine. On March 20th, 1991, President George H.W. Bush, a supposed Christian, signed a bill into law. Before you respond, no, that cannot be. Not in our free country. Let me explain. The passage of this law, H.J.R.E.S. 104, is especially troublesome to me because I was a member of the U.S. House of Representatives at the time it was passed. Even worse, I was in the House chamber the very day that it was passed, voting on other legislation. Yet I, as a U.S. congressman, had no knowledge that it had been passed or even that it was to be brought up for a vote. How could this be? How could this deception be so pervasive? 
that those of us who had sworn to uphold our country's constitution, particularly those of us, few indeed, who really took our position seriously as the protectors of the people, could be totally in the dark regarding the content of this bill and its passage by the leaders of this country by treachery and deceit. All right. Like I said, when you, uh, I'll leave the link source for you all to uh, look into it. How it happened. Bill Damier died in 2019. His wife, Dr. Lori Day, Lorraine Day, also covered this in a one-hour interview with Israeli News Live. All right. Israeli News Live had a special guest that is sure to have many people thinking. Watch as we get to the truth on a number of bizarre topics. Dr. Lorraine Day shares with us on the new high, Noahide laws and how they were subjectively signed while her husband was a U.S. congressman. She exposes the secret societies and the elite Zionists that are leading us into a new world order. Okay. Let me see if I can get it right here. Or, or is it right here? Yep, it's right here. second all right i can't find it. i'm gonna have to do some digging with that all right let's get back to the uh where was i yep okay okay All right, so this is where I'm at, folks. All right, um, this is it. So um, I'm pretty much done. All right, this is what's going on. This man basically betrayed the U.S. government. He betrayed us. He betrayed everyone. All right. All right. Follow your leader over the cheat over the cliff. David Ike dot connector video podcast. All right. Well, everything's here. You could look it up for yourself. All right. And um, that's about it. That is about it. So what you got, people? This is what you have. People want to get mad and probably say, this is conspiracy crap. No, buddy. No, no. If you do your own research, I'll leave the link in the description. You got a choice. The economy's crashing. The U.S. dollar's depleting. Right, people want Trump back in office. He probably will get back in office because people are really sick of Biden. People are not willing to believe that we are in a uh, good good cop bad cop situation. 
The manipulation tactics is unreal. Um, people don't want to hear the truth. They just desperate for things to get better. They don't want to hear things are not going to get better. Things are going to get worse as time goes on. So they're going to be blind and they're going to just want Trump back. They don't care. And until they see it with their own eyes, who he really is. That's about it. May God help us all because we are screwed. All right. This will also be on my rumble. Okay. Radical thoughts, 791. <clears throat> and um, Spotify, Hard Talk Radio, live in 4K.